Ching! The Fried Pickle Podcast, bringing you a bo- another, another bonus podcast this week. You're welcome. You're only going to get this type of podcast from the grade A, A-plus, A-1, American-born, Texas-bred sports podcast known as the Fried Pickle Podcast, coming at you live and in color from the pickle jar in North Lake, Texas, and... The Pickle Palatial State or in Garland, Tejas, home of the slightly above average sports opinionated man himself, Ryan. They don't call him Quick Feet Spillman for nothing. Spillman, how the hell are you? Yeah, man, I'm excited. We just dropped that awesome pod. We're we're gonna come back with with some actual rules in place this year for for the the uh, college football picks. So there there's no shenanigans like last year. Um, before you before you talk about this college football pick thing, no, you got to give me a kaching kaching. <laughs> My bad. Give me one. Give give me some kaching kaching, buddy. Because we're, we're yeah. already, it's investment time, buddy. It's that time of year again. So, Spillman, somewhere along the lines last year, you were giving me shit about this Wake Forest stock and this Baylor stock and Minnesota stock, and you thought I was all over the place. And I wasn't. Everything was on the up and up. It was legit. And you went all in on the ducks. Give me them ducks. You remember that? Uh, and, And you lost all your money, Spillman. You lost it. Meanwhile, I'm buying 20 foot yachts, drinking champagne down by the sea hares, circling all the wagons, curing all the herpes because of my college football investment picks. Listen, listen, my my ducks, while they weren't, you know, weren't title content, didn't win the championship or anything. Finished number five in the polls last year. Okay, so let's not act like I was broke homeless there. When we bought in on them, they were, you know, uh, in the double digits, I think 14, 16, something like that, finished at number five. I think, if anything, I made more money last year, but you just kept moving stuff around. You're like this 80s. That's what you do with stocks. You move stuff around to make the most money. You, you, you know, you're like this 80s investment trader, like no actual money in your pockets, but you're just moving stuff around, <laughs> acting like we had stuff going on. Um, yeah, so I'm oh, glad we're going to have some rules in place so we can actually, you know, maybe right. have some, some listeners play along, go from there too. All right, spilling. All right, so we got we got rules on paper. It's a done deal. It's like the Ten Commandments. Of the college football investment game. Although it's more like, you know, like 15 commandments. Uh, but here we go. Spilling. So the number one rule of the college football investment game hosted by the Fried Pickle Podcast is there's no Bush League shenanigans stuff, okay? <laughs> That's the number one rule. Uh, all right. So Spilling, we're going to keep it like this year as we work out the kinks. Uh, we're going to start our portfolios out with $1,000, okay? We have $1,000 to invest Fair. to start out the season. Fair. Okay? Um, I'm taking it out of whoever, the Connor College Fund and putting it into this. I like your style. Uh, I'm going to take it out of the Cigar Lounge Upgrade Fund and uh, move it towards this. Smart. I mean, I, I was going to spend it on strippers and cocaine, but Lady Diesel might find that offensive. Yeah, it's whatever. Uh, all right. So whoever has the most money 
in their portfolio after the national championship wins the game. Fair? Yep. Seems seems legit. So you're with me so far. Yep. All right. So we will and we're only gonna base our stock prices. Uh we're we're gonna base our, our first week of doing this. We're gonna base our stock prices on the current AP top twenty five rankings. Okay. So it's it's the week two college football uh coaches AP poll, okay? Um next rule. You can sell your team every Thursday and roll any ROIs you got from that team into investing into other teams or Heisman candidates. Uh, so, for example, you know, a top five school now might be cheaper next week after they lose a game uh, or after the Big Ten gets involved into the top 25 rankings. Uh, or a top 10 school now might be more expensive next week if, if they keep on winning and Get into the top five. That makes sense. Yep, totally. I'm with you. All right, so we're all, and we're only keeping stock values of the teams that we have investments in, um, just because it's too much work to keep track of all the other bullshit. So the only teams that can make money or win money are the teams that we have invested. Fair? Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not going to have market indexes for everybody. It's going to be only teams we mention on the show. Exactly. Uh, all right, so. Here's the big rules, and here's here's how we're valuing the stocks, okay? This is their initial IPOs, if you will. Take a little sip of uh, Sailor J and Dr. P. Uh, a current top one through five school, or anytime you invest in a one through five school throughout the season, that's going to cost you $750, okay? 750 smackaroonies. Woo. Every week that school remains in the top five that you invested in, you get fifty dollars in ROI. Fair. Okay. Yep. Uh, oh, that's my spot here. For every week that they are out of the top five, you lose a hundred dollars. So let's say your team loses a game or gets voted out of the top five, you lose a hundred dollars on that investment. So at that point, you can either sell or stay with them. Your choice. Yeah. So just as an example, let's say you you pick Alabama, who's currently, what, number two? Yes. You you invest in them. They lose a game. They drop out of the top five. That stock or that team's now worth $650 instead of $750. Correct. Yes. Fair. Uh, All right. So a, a current top. Six through ten school or future investments in a six through ten school that's going to cost you five hundred dollars um, for every week that school remains in the top six through ten. Uh, you get seventy five dollars in ROI, uh, and if they make it into the top five, then you get seventy five plus fifty because you invested in them in as, as a top ten team. Okay. So let's say uh, I don't know who's uh, who's number six right now, Spillman. That's LSU. So let's say you invest in LSU this week. They make it into the top five next week. Then you get a total of one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Okay, uh, for every week that your school loses and they're ranked six through ten, if they lose, then you lose one hundred twenty-five dollars in your portfolio. Yep. You with me? Yep. Does that make sense? All right. So a current, and we're gonna post these rules on Facebook, y'all, uh, in, in case you're not jotting them down, so you guys can play along. Uh, but this is just more so. So me and Spillman are on the same page 
Because, again, the number one rule is no Bush League shenanigans, okay? Yeah. Uh, and we don't necessarily have to go through all of these, but basically the the initial investment is higher for higher-ranked teams. and Correct. And then you're going to lose or make more money depending on the volatility of that. As you go down the list, they're gonna you're going to you know have less chance to – to make up some of that money then as you go down the, the top 25 of the rankings. Correct. 11 through 20, initial investment, 250 If they stay, you get $100 no ROI. If they lose, it's 150 you lose. Uh, 21 through 25 costs you 200 bucks. Uh, every week they stay there, you get 50 And again, if they move up in the rankings, you get that ROI uh, for the initial performance, and then if they improve their rankings to say top ten, then you get that top ten ROI of seventy five dollars, um, and then it just goes on from there. But an unranked school only costs you a hundred dollars, and if they become ranked, you get two hundred dollars in ROI. But if that school remains unranked, then you lose fifty dollars in ROI. Um, it's pretty simple. So, but there is one caveat, Spillman. If your team, if you're, uh, if you're unranked or just any team, any team you're invested in, if they beat a higher ranked team, you get a, an additional 250 ROI on top of whatever ROIs you got. Okay. Nice. Does that make sense? Yep. All right. But if you're, if one of your ranked teams loses to an unranked team, then you lose. $500. So we're going heavy on the upset, Spillman. So you got to be careful on that. You could lose $500. That's half your portfolio. Dangerous. Uh, all right. So that's the team basis. That's the price points, the ROIs, and uh, the IPOs of the teams. Heisman candidates. This is different than teams. Once you pick a Heisman candidate, you have to ride with them throughout the season. And Spillman, I'm telling you right now, you have to pick a Heisman candidate by November 1st if you're going to invest in a Heisman candidate. Okay? Or let's, let's make it October 1st. Let's let's say the next you know two weeks. All right, fair enough. So two weeks, you have to pick a Heisman candidate or you don't invest in it at all. The Heisman candidates are as follows. Trevor Lawrence will cost you 450 bucks. Chuba Hubbard will cost you 400 bucks. Spitler Rattler, who plays for the other school in Oklahoma, will cost you $350. Hook'em Horns, Sam Elliger, $300. And anyone else to win the Heisman will cost you $250. If your player wins the Heisman, you get an additional $500 added to your portfolio at the end of the season. Very nice. Very nice. What if what if all of my picks are some, well, you know, what if I have multiple picks at the Heisman ceremony? If you want to invest over $800, $900 in the Heisman candidate, by all means, Spillman, it's your portfolio. You do what you want. All I'm looking for is no more Bush League shenanigans. No more you calling me a cheater. I want this to be on the up and up this year. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Spillman. So, we're going to make our investment picks. Uh, I got a few lined up here. So I'll go first since I since I won the game last year. Uh, spill it. This is how I'm going to spend my my thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
I don't see how you cannot pick or invest in the Oklahoma State Cowboys out of Stillwater, Oklahoma. <laughs> They're only costing me 250 daw hairs, sea hairs right now. That's a cheap investment. And they're only going to go up from here. I'm investing at them right now at a cost of 250 when they can be worth 500 by this time next week. So, Spillman, give me the Fighting Cowboys out of Stillwater, Oklahoma for $250. Okay. All right. Smart. You with me so far? Yep. My next investment, because I'm an American born, Texas bred patriot, I'm going to go with a military academy school. Give me the 22nd ranked Army Black Knights for $200, okay? These guys got, they're, they're the best, they have the most wins out of any team in the country right now, sitting at a pretty 2-0, and uh, and their schedule only gets easier from here. They're playing schools like almost Christian University in Abilene, Texas. So that's, that's, that's a gimme. Right, that, that that that's probably going to carry me the rest of the year. So give me two hundred dollars, the Army Black Knights. Uh, so that puts me at four hundred and fifty dollars spent of my portfolio. So Spillman, I'm going to pick my Heisman candidate right here and now. I'm making a long-term investment in the 2020 Heisman Trophy winner, Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> I'm spending four hundred dollars. On Chuba Hubbard to get a hundred dollars ROI at the end of the year, uh, so that puts me damn near. That puts me at eight hundred fifty dollars already invested. I'm gonna make one more investment, Spillman. Okay. These guys, these guys carried me to my winnings last year. They were they were halfway, you know, in the in the mix last year. I, I bought them. I sold them. I bought them. I sold them. I bought them again. And I'm going to buy them again this year. Straight out of Dallas, Texas. Highland Park, America. The Fighting SMU Mustangs for $100. Currently unranked, but I, I'm feeling confident in the Mustangs. Um, they got a big matchup, matchup against UNT this week. So there's my investment, Spillman. I still got $50 on the sideline, but $950 invested in SMU. Army, Chuba Hubbard, and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Okay, very nice, man. Very nice. I, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was looking at this, and I, and I was big in on uh, looking at looking at some of the uh, uh, top teams. You know, because Clemson to me was was a big, you know, is is the runaway favorite for for this deal, but there's no upside in picking Clemson, right? There's only downside. So right. I was looking at Clemson. I was coming into this. I was like, well, that's the obvious one, but, but man, I, I don't know. I'm glad we, we, uh, we didn't do this like last week. Cause I, I might've had Iowa state on this list after, after they ooh, lost to uh, the, the Cajuns there, 31, 14, and just decided we're not playing football anymore. That was really, that was kind of weird. Um, you know, that was, that was embarrassing. So I only got a couple right now, so I'm going to save a little bit of money, make sure I don't go too far into this before we kind of understand where this teams are. I'm going to put $500 on the Notre Dame fighting Irish. I, I look at that schedule, you know, they beat the crap out of Duke that, you know, 27, 13 week one. I don't see any issues with them going to South Florida, beating the crap out of them. 
Same thing with Wake Forest, Florida State, Louisville. Uh, they don't play a real team, in my opinion, until Clemson, and that's in November. We've we got plenty of time to get out of this investment if we need to. So give me $500 on the on the fighting Notre Dame. Uh, and then I wanted to spend a little bit on some of this lower, you know, lower cost, higher upside stock. I really liked what I saw that a Marshall team in week one. I think they won their first game 48 to nothing. I mean, really put a beat down on them. And and they're playing Appalachian State. So with the, the bonus that you get for having an unranked team beating a ranked team, that plus 250, give me give me Marshall going against Appalachian State. Appalachian State's still favored, but I like this Marshall team. That's my second investment. It's going to be Marshall for 100 bucks. Is that it? You're only making two picks? I mean, I would have made some more, but, you know, I just – I don't feel comfortable with where the market's at right now. There's a lot of inflated prices out All there. Right. Um, I think All I'm right. going to slow play it. I'm only going to invest $600 this first week. I'm going to wait another like week, it. give you some Heisman picks. I'm going to let some of the volatility play out of this market to make sure where we're at. Spillman, just don't bring any Bush League stuff into, into this year. Uh, all right, guys, so there you have it. There's the college football uh, investment game hosted by the Fried Pickle Podcast. We're going to post that on Facebook, so if you guys want to play along with your buddies, um, you're more than welcome to, and also, you're welcome. Uh, Spillman, let's dip this sauce, let's dip this pickle in some sauce, fry our pickles, and get the hell out of here. What do you think? Sounds good, bud. All right, so, uh, the Astros struggle on their last road trip. Spillman, they go two for seven on the road, and they're only sitting... Two and a half games above the Seattle Mariners right now. Injuries galore on the Houston Astros roster. Luckily, Justin Verlander on the up and up. But then last night, Correa goes down. It, 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 it's just, it's injuries galore right now for the Houston <laughs> Astros. Uh, but your Blue Jays are the fifth seed right now. The playoffs start today. Blue Jays are the fifth seed. Yes, sir. And just ask Miami in the NBA how that plays out. Hey. Hey man, twenty six and twenty one, positive run differential. The pitching's been better than expected, and the hitting's coming around. Watch out for your Blue Jays in the playoffs, man. We're gonna come at you, Spillman. There was a there was a host on this podcast. Some say he's HOA Nicholson. <laughs> Some say he's not Quick Feet Spillman. Yeah, but that host said that the White Sox are going to be a good baseball team. Spillman, the White Sox are number one in the American League right now. Yes, sir. And they look good. You know, it's not one of these fluky kind of Marlins records where they're doing it with a negative run differential. They've got a solid squad, and, and man, they're, they're beating the crap out of teams, man. They're a good team. They, they really are. Like, it's it's been a good run by those guys. Agreed. Uh so we talked well, in our last pod. We gave the Big Ten a lot of shit for being shitty, uh, but Spillman, all this has gone down in college football. Not once has anybody mentioned, "Boy, I wish the Pac-12 was playing." <laughs> Does anybody really want the Pac-12 to play football? And maybe this goes to show that on the East Coast, you don't watch Pac-12 football games till ten o'clock or midnight Central Time. It's 10 o'clock before you even watch Pac-12 games. So, 
I mean, I could care less if the Pac-12 plays. I know you're a big Ducks guy, so maybe you feel different. But I'd rather, I mean, I see why the Big Ten wants to play because they got Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Penn State, you know, contenders, right? But the Pac-12, I could take it or leave it. How about you? I, I am going to miss my Ducks, man. It was fun watching them last year, and, and I've always been kind of a night owl, can't always sleep. I liked having the comfort of knowing, like, I could be up at midnight on a, on a Saturday or something like that just because I couldn't sleep, not because I'm partying anymore. I'm getting too old for that. But I could be up at midnight or 1 o'clock, and there still be football on. I'm going to miss that a little bit. But, hey, you know, like, like I said, they, they couldn't get their stuff together, and half the West Coast is on fire anyway. Seems like they got bigger fish to fry than, than figuring out football right now. They got bigger fried pickles to fry. Yeah, so, they got all the cucumbers uh, <laughs> they can handle. Uh, so Kaepernick still isn't signed to an NFL team. Does this kind of make this whole social justice stuff that the NFL is doing, the players are doing, just kind of fluff right now until he gets signed? Or could it mean that maybe Kaepernick's really just not that good? Yeah, and and the longer we get away from him actually playing, the the harder it is it's going to be for him to get a job. Like the 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 truth of the situation was he he probably did get blackballed, but also on the other oh, hand he one hundred percent did. Yeah, he, I mean he did, but on the other hand he was always in that like twenty five to thirty five range of like total you know starting quarterbacks like good enough that yes he should have a job, but not so good that he couldn't deny it. You know and. And it was real easy for a lot of teams to just be like, ah, it's just not worth the headache, rightly or wrongly. And, and it, it was wrong that they did that. But he wasn't such a unique and, a, and explosive talent that you had to give him a job. And at this point where it's been, you know, two, three years down the road, I, I just don't see that we're going to get Kaepernick into the league. And and a lot of this stuff, like you said, it, it is just fluff. It's not it's not making a lot of real change, or at least what the what – the, the, the uh, NFL is doing as far as like actually being proactive. I'm glad that the players are bringing a spotlight to some of these social justice issues, but yeah, as far as some of these NFL owners, like are they really committed to some of this? I think they're just doing it for the PR stuff that so that they can move on and not get screamed at by their fans. Yeah. Uh, so Spillman, the, the pickle jar in North Lake, Texas and the pickle palatial state in Garland, Tejas is located in the DFW area, the FWD area. And Spillman, we got a championship team in our Metroplex area. The Dallas Stars are going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Are you tuning in to some Stars hockey? No. I mean, I don't. where's Tim when we need him? You know, the commish, he's got one job to do is come on here and update us about, about hockey, you know, and he's not doing it. Like, what? what? He's too busy. Posting selfies in his firefighter's uniform. You know, like, what the hell is he... Why didn't he mobilize the full force of the Edder Police... Or not Police Department, the Edder Fire Department and get this stuff taken care of in California? Mike D'Antoni and Billy Donovan, Mark Jackson, Tyron Liu all don't have jobs right now. Um, Spillman, who deserves to get a job first who maybe probably shouldn't take another job 
I don't get the Mark Jackson stuff. Am I the only one that remembers how how no. <laughs> awful Golden State was before Steve Kerr took over? Yeah, like, I never understood. I think Mark Jackson, and excuse me, this might offend some people, but he's totally riding that blackhead coach wave. Like I, I think Tyron Lue is a decent coach. Yeah, and a you know, champion. I, I, and I, won think, a I think he's a decent. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a decent coach, uh, but. Uh, like I've taken Steve Nash over over uh, Mark Jackson any day of the week, uh, but you know, seriously, Billy D, Mike D'Antoni, Tyron Lue, we'll just stick with those three. Those are probably the three biggest names out there. Where do they fall? I mean, there's a lot of rumors about D'Antoni and the Pacers. I think that could be an interesting situation, but the the roster would have to have some changes. I really don't see you know. Uh, yeah, it's a bonus in a, in a D'Antoni running gun offense, but but maybe they do. Um, you know, so I think D'Antoni probably finds a job pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, to me, man, like we were talking about Mark Jackson, man, I, I just don't see it, man. He was not an effective coach with Golden State. And, and just hearing him announcing, like, it's like, do you really understand the offensive revolution that's happened these last few years? Because he just doesn't. Do you even it. watch basketball? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I know you're physically in the stands, but do you understand what's going on in front of you? Because it doesn't seem like you do. Uh, was it Bill Brown, the head coach of the 76ers, that was with them through the tanking and then they ditched him? Whenever they got good. Oh, uh, Brett Brown. Yeah, yeah. Brett like, Brown. What if he winds up with OKC during our rebuilding time and then all of a sudden it just blows up? I mean, good luck, buddy. I hope that happens to you because I, I enjoyed going against Brett Brown as a Celtics fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's uh, not, the, not the best X's and O's uh, coach on the planet. Before we move off of dipping sauce and fryer pickles, um, I want to get your thoughts on Chris Paul. Where I know we were, we were texting about this earlier today, but seriously, where do you think Chris Paul lands? Because he's not staying in Oklahoma City. That's one of the reasons why Billy Donovan left is because Sam Presti, you know, drink GM of the world, uh, flat out told Billy D, like, hey, I don't know what Adam's future is with us. I don't know what Chris Paul's future with us. But we're in total rebuilding mode now. Um, so that means we'll probably make it to the to the Western Conference Finals last year, knowing Sam Presti drink. Um, <laughs> but where do you think Chris Paul lands? Um, you, you said earlier the Celtics don't have any more assets. Um, but if I'm thinking of teams that could use Chris Paul, I'm thinking Milwaukee. I'm thinking Now I'm thinking the Clippers. Maybe the Spurs want to get into it. Where do you think Chris Paul lands? Man, it, it, that's been the whole thing. Like I, I, we'd had this conversation last year. I thought he was going to be traded last summer when he when he became a a, a a Thunder player. I just didn't see the fit, though. I mean, people talk about the Bucks, but you know, like we were, are they really going to go into the cat oh, into the luxury tax and and what are they going to send back? Like, is OKC really interested in like Eric Bledsoe and some picks, like some late round picks? I mean, maybe the Bucks if they get desperate. Miami, if they get, you know, bounced out. But it's like, would you rather have Goran Dragic and some cap flexibility to sign another maybe superstar or Chris Paul? Maybe the Sixers get desperate and they're just trying to, like, move off of some some contracts and they're trying to do something with Ben Simmons. I don't really see the fit, man. It, it's going to be tough to find the find the fit. 
maybe you look at something with the Jazz since they got bounced out, but finding the the correct you know asset combination plus the the large amount of money that Chris Paul is doing, he's going to be making forty million dollars next year. You got to send it back at least thirty million to to make the cap work. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. I, well, I guess we'll find out here. I'm sure Sam Presti will find something that he can pull out of his you know pull the rabbit out of his hat again. So what if in two years from now in the lottery? The Oklahoma City Thunder has picks one through ten. We just totally draft an, an entire new team. I, I wouldn't put it past Sam Preston. They're getting close, uh, man. All right. So, Spillman, let me fry my pickle real quick, and then I'll let you fry your pickle if you got to. Uh, they call me Big Deals with Make Buckets, HOA Nicholson. And let me tell you about living this HOA, Spillman. <laughs> So we have, and I'm sure you guys have heard it in, in podcasts before this one, but we got an HOA Facebook page and people are just bitching, 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 bitching on it. Um, and a new bitching, and Spillman, you grew up on a farm, so you'll probably somewhat maybe kind of sort of appreciate this or be flabbermagasted. That's the word of the week, flabbermagasted. Um, so we got this tall grass. We so when you pull into our neighborhood, it's a it's a like a mile of pecan trees, some tall grass, and then some short grass all the way down the middle, right? Uh, the tall grass is like maybe a foot tall, okay, but it's like thick and pecans fall in it, what whatever. Um, but that's going to attract field mice, and when you, wherever there's field mice, there's going to be snakes to eat them, right? Not venomous snakes per se, but like garden snakes, bull snakes, you know, your typical variety of non-venomous farm snakes, if you will. Uh, and Spillman, when I moved out here to the pickle jar, I moved out here because I enjoy, and you know where we're from, we enjoy, you know, the choir side of things, the country side of things, um, and it just felt like a good fit. So I knew, like, hey, I might see a, a, a mice or a snake or whatever out here. I might see an armadillo from time or two, right? Yeah. Rodents are going to be had, okay? So this 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 person gets on Facebook and complains about the tall grass, saying that it attracts snakes, it attracts mice, and that we need to mow it down so that they don't have mice or snakes getting into their house. I'm like, listen, lady. The mice are attracted to the pecans that are falling into the grass, and the snakes are attracted by them. None of that leads to your house, okay? And when I was a kid, we wrangled snakes, we wrangled frogs. So, like, I mean, it, we weren't fine. Like, we were fine with it. It's part of being a you know growing up as a kid, right? Um, but if you don't want your kids playing in that, then don't play in that. Take them to the the two parks we have in our neighborhood. And it, it, it just blows my mind, Spillman, that people move out into the country and then they're pissed off when country things happen in their country neighborhood. That's what's fried my pickle. Yeah. Screw those people that grow, you know, living out there in Oklahoma like you, man. It sucks. <laughs> Mine is... 100 miles from Windstar, baby. Yeah. Mine is, uh, is a, uh, a shorter but simpler one. The, the Celtics, you know, do a lot of pick and roll in their games and stuff. And uh, they've been going against a couple switchable teams like Toronto and Miami. My my complaint is, like, we get into these quote-unquote mismatches. So, like, Tatum will get a shorter guard on him, like Kyle, Kyle Lowry or Fred Van Vliet. 
And uh, if, if you've seen Kyle Lowry, you know he's built like a brick shit house and has like, he, you know, six foot, but he has like 300 pounds of like just ass. Like just ass muscle is like 300 pounds of his mass. And so yeah. he's no Lou Dort, but he's close. You know, yeah. I mean, he's like a stocky SOB. And so Tatum gets him into the post and he's like, well, I'm six nine and Kyle Lowry's six foot. So I'm going to take him into the post. It's like, well, that's fine, but you're not going to move him off the block. So Tatum in these mismatches against shorter guards is frying my pickle because it never leads to a good shot. Like, yes, it looks like a mismatch on paper, but you're not going to post this guy up effectively. Just run the regular offense Drive and kick, do some other stuff. Jason Tatum in the post is frying my pickle this week, and that's all I got. So are you saying Brad Stevens is a horrible basketball coach? No, 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 no. It's not. Don't you dare besmirch <laughs> Brad Stevens. It's just Tatum thinks he's got to take advantage of this mismatch. It's like it's not actually a mismatch. Just run your offense, bud. Well, hey, guys. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed these two podcasts. Uh, I know me and Quick Feet enjoyed them. We enjoy bringing you these podcasts. Uh, again, we're going to continue our sports memory con- uh, countdown with our two favorite sports memories as soon as we figure out this Rona issue and we can have a big extravaganza blowout deal. I'm talking like the uh, the balloon things you know that you see at used car sales lots <laughs> maybe we'll get one of those i don't know um uh, but uh all we ask of you guys is you go on spotify google play uh apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to a1 grade a a plus american born texas bread sports podcast and you give us a, a like and subscribe comment rate review but please above all that Listen twice, damn it. Y'all be good out there.